Praise the Lord, beloved. Take your Bible, please, and open up to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 2. This is the familiar story of the birth of Moses. But, praise God for Moses' mom and dad. And I think more so his mom. Now the names of Moses' parents are listed in the Bible as being Amram and Jochebed. And Jochebed is this wonderful mother who went to extraordinary means. We're talking about motherhood today. And the truth is, the job of being a mother is not a job that anyone can do. It's not the easiest job in the world. Let's put it that way. And so we have this story here in front of us and how uh, Moses' mother, Jochebed, saw that Moses was a goodly child. God must have shown her this. And she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, that's when she made up the little basket and put him in there. This is a very familiar story. How Pharaoh and all of his henchmen wanted to kill all of the Israelite baby boys. And so God was able to slip one through here. And that's the one that God used to later on to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. God knows how to put one over on the king. But our story today pictures not an invincible mother, but a mother who needs help. And I believe that motherhood is a fantastic job. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't, couldn't possibly be a mother. I watched my wife all these years and her mother's heart in her. And I think to myself, boy, I would fail miserably if it was up to me. Wow. I don't, I don't think I would pass the kindergarten course of motherhood. I really take my hat off to moms. Praise the Lord. Listen, if you're sitting in the room with a mother, I want you to just look at her right now and, and say, thank you, mom. And if she's your mom, you tell her, I love you, mom. Would you do that? And can you put your arm around your mom or hold her hand or something? Or listen, if you're too shy to do that, would you at least smile at her? Would you do that? Come on, do it. Come on, I know you can. All right. Okay, now, many people have the idea that all they need to do to care for their mother is to send them flowers once a year. Huh? That's not going to cut it. The job of being a mother is an overwhelming job. And a few flowers once a year is not going to, to uh, be everything that she needs. We're talking today about the job of, of being a mom. I believe that mothers are often attacked by Satan. Satan hates motherhood. And I believe that Satan tries to... to uh, discourage mothers in so many ways. You say, how does Satan discourage mothers? And that's what I want to share with you today. I want to share with you a number of ways in which Satan discourages mothers. And when you learn these ways, you'll learn also how to encourage your mother. So let's bow our heads once more and let's ask God to speak to our heart. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for the mothers. Thank you for everyone that you've given to us. They're all precious and special. Our Father, I pray you'd bless the mothers today. 
and encourage them greatly and use their families to encourage them. Lord, you've given, you've given the mothers to us, but you've given us to the mothers as well. And they need our encouragement. Help us, Lord, in spite of the fact that Satan is active and alive and trying to discourage the mothers. I pray you would encourage them today. And let us give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. How exactly does the, de the devil discourage mothers? Point number one. Impossible looking tasks. This is point number one. The classic picture of an impossible looking task. The classic picture is a mom standing in the hallway looking into the bedroom of her teenage son or her teenage daughter. And just the appearance of that that war-torn room with everything in disarray and the appearance of the situation is enough to bring great discouragement to mom. So that's the classic picture. Listen, bringing a child into the world is a huge task. And medical people all tell us that a mother's life can actually come close to death in childbearing. Children come in all shapes and all colors and all challenges and children know how to challenge mothers. They do. All you got to do is ask any mom. She'll tell you. Now you add to this the caring for a husband, doing the shopping, looking after the home, preparing the meals, walking the dog perhaps. And it's easy to see why it can sometimes look impossible. Just the appearance of all this is enough to bring on discouragement. So point number one is a short point here, but it is important, folks. Listen, a few hugs and a few encouraging words go a long way to help support mom and to encourage her. But so often is there's no help. So often, mom is looking for a little encouragement and gets none. And she needs help. And that brings us to point number two. There's no help with her problems. So often, there's no help with the problems. Listen, everyone needs help. Even the best of moms need help. There's a classic story of a, a farm with a big red barn. And in that big red barn, there lived many animals. The smallest of which was a little red hen. A mother, a mother hen. This little red hen may have been little, but she was the most active resident on the farm. When she wasn't laying eggs, she spent her time clucking and walking about the barn and picking up little seeds on the ground and gathering little twigs and hay in order to make a nest. She kept everything in the barn tidy and clean. And one day, when she was pecking at the ground, she discovered some leftover wheat grain wheat grain that the farmer had left behind and she knew that the wheat could be planted and then made into delicious fresh bread and so she went to the other animals in the farm and she asked who will help me plant this wheat not i said the pig not i said the cow not i said the duck then i will do it myself she said and with that the little red hen went and she planted the wheat grain Soon the wheat had grown tall and gold and yellow and the hen came to the other animals again for help. Who will help me cut down the wheat? asked the little red hen. Not I, oinked the pig. Not I, mooed the cow. Not I, quack, quack, quacked the duck. 
Well, then I will do it myself, said the little red hen, and she did. Well, this same pathetic response came back to her when she asked for help in milling the wheat and grinding the wheat into flour and baking it into bread. But of course, when the bread was hot out of the oven, she asked, who will help me to eat this bread? Then all of the other barnyard animals stepped up and said, I will help you eat. I will, I will. Well, we can see that everyone needs help. Every mother needs help. Are you helping your mom? Are you really helping her? Are you getting in there? You're rolling up your sleeve? Are you you saying, Mom, let me do that for you? Oh, listen, beloved. This is so important. The devil discourages moms because they look around, they got no help. No one wants to help. Are you laying around on a couch like a like a, a, a pig, a, a cow, a, a, a duck or something, and you just let mom do everything? Now listen, I'll be honest, there's times when, when mom wants to do certain things. But there's times also if she needs help. Are you helping her? To quote a, the words of a 16th century poet, John Haywood, he said, many hands make light work. Boy, isn't that the truth? But even though the demands of being a mom can be overpowering and sometimes mom doesn't want people to rush in and help her. What she wants is to be understood. And this is a very important need. And this is one way that the devil gets at the mother and discourages the mother because she she thinks that no one understands. That's why taking a little time to let her talk And to share what's on her heart is so important. And that takes time. For in doing so, mom feels that you care. And that alone brings a tremendous help. So that she doesn't feel all alone. And this brings us to our third point. The ways in which the devil discourages a mom. Point number three is feeling all alone. Feeling all alone. You know, I wondered about Jochebed in our story here. And I believe that her husband, Amram, was a, was a, a big help and he did what he could. But, you know, <laughs> he seems to be absent from the story here, doesn't he? She seems to be all alone. Or so it seems. What happened to Amram? Well, we don't know. We can only speculate, and I'm sure we'd be wrong if we speculated. Loneliness is not only discouraging, but actually it can be quite scary. When mom is repeatedly left alone, 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 to do all of her tasks and jobs and chores. Hey, listen, did you know that at one point in the life of the great prophet, the man of God, Elijah, this guy who would stand up to King Ahab, Elijah seemed to know no fear. He was bold. He was brave. He could call down fire from heaven. This man, he walked around. He was a hairy man walking around in a Tarzan suit. Wow, Elijah, a man's man. I'll tell you something. This great man of God, when he thought he was all alone, he got so discouraged and and he wanted to die. 
I wonder if your mom has ever felt that way before. I wonder if that thought has ever crossed your mom's head. I'd be better off dead. This family of mine, they just don't understand. They don't help me. I've got an impossible job here of trying to keep it all together. I wonder if mom has ever thought that. Elijah did. Life was never meant to be lived all alone. And sometimes a mom can feel that way. She's all alone. For example, when she's left all alone with the children all day. And she has no husband to turn to. She has no friends that she can call or visit. She can get the feeling all alone. Husband, did you know that? Did you know that while you're off to work? Your wife at home with the children can feel very much all alone. And boy, the devil uses loneliness to discourage moms. And that's why it's important that mom be allowed to spend some growing up time, you know, when she's around the children all the time, 24 hours a day, she needs to spend some time with with growing up people. And I'll tell you, one growing up she wants to spend time with is her husband. She needs to be taken off on a date. Oh, what are we going to do? We've got children. Well, that's why we have babysitters. A little bit of babysitting can go a long way in helping mom not to feel so alone. Why don't you think of doing that? Huh? Bring in a babysitter. Sweep mom off her feet. Take her away for an evening. Take her to a restaurant. Take her out for a walk. Something. Get some alone time with mom. Hmm? Sometimes mom just wants to go and be with uh, her, uh, her girlfriends that she grew up with. Or some other lady she just wants to go and spend some time with. Hmm, why don't we let her do that? As I say, a little bit of babysitting can go a long way. It really can. Well, we come to the fourth way in which the devil discourages mothers. The fourth way. And this one is sad, but it's just simply discouragement from other people. Discouragement from others. Discouragement can come from husbands. Husbands can discourage their wives. Friends and relatives can discourage mom. Many people are quick to criticize a mother for some deficiency that they think they see in her children or in her home. You start criticizing a mother's children, you're probably acting in place of the devil. That's what the devil wants. Anyone can criticize, right? I know in the ministry, oftentimes us preachers, we just get criticized. Criticized. Well, that, that, that was a good sermon, but, but, and then the criticism comes. You should have done this. You should have said this. You should not have said that. Well, that's part of the job. Discouragement is part of being a job in, in the ministry, being a pastor, a preacher. Discouragement, I think, is part of being a mom. And it can come from sometimes well-intentioned people. 
the in-laws can sometimes overstep and cause discouragement in the heart of a mom. In-laws need to walk a, a delicate line. They need to be available for counsel without being pushy with their advice. Most moms have it hard enough without people telling them all the things they're doing wrong. Be careful. Be careful. You're about to offer some constructive criticism to a mom. Be careful. Be careful. Why don't we just start focusing on all of the things mom is doing right? Huh? If she needs help, she'll come asking. Listen, take your Bible, please, and turn to the book of Proverbs right now. Find yourself the book of Proverbs. It's to the right-hand side of Psalms. Proverbs. You say, uh, where? Where's Proverbs? Well, let's see. Proverbs chapter 6. It's page 661 in my Bible. If that helps. Proverbs chapter 6. Now, I want you to help me out here. I want you to read a verse out loud. Would you do that? Don't just sit there and let me do all the work. Oh, I work so hard around here. I tell you, I don't get any encouragement. No, you help me out here. You, you open your Bible and you read Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 6. I want you to read it out loud with me. Are you ready? I hope you are. Here we go. All together. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Notice it doesn't uh, use a masculine pronoun when it comes to the ant. You know, consider his ways and be wise. Interesting. It says her ways. And the uh, entomologists, those are the experts with bugs, they tell us that the worker ants are all female. Interesting, isn't it? The females seem to be the ones who do the lion's share of the work around the house. Same in the, um, the bee colony as well. And those worker bees, they're females. They work hard bringing, bringing home the pollen so they can make the honey and, and all that. Let me tell you a little story. Now this is in the context of discouragement. Discouragement little story here about an ant. We're talking about an ant in Proverbs 6, verse 6. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her wise. Tell you a story. Every day a small ant arrived at work, eager and happy to start the day. She produced a lot during the day, and her boss was a lion. That's who the boss was, a great big mangy lion. He was the boss. And he was surprised one day to see that the ant was working so well without supervision. And the lion got thinking to himself. He said, if the ant can produce so much without supervision, wouldn't she produce more with supervision? Well, that seemed to make a lot of sense to the lion. And so the lion recruited a cockroach. A cockroach who had extensive experience as a supervisor 
and who was famous, actually, famous for writing excellent reports. So the lion hired the cockroach here, and the cockroach's first decision was to set up a clocking-in attendance system so the ant could come and punch a little time card and clock in every day. He also, of course, needed a secretary to help him type up his reports. And so the cockroach went and recruited a spider who managed the archives and monitored all the phone calls and things. The lion was delighted with the cockroach's reports and then asked the cockroach, please, to produce graphs to describe the production rates and analyze trends so that he could use them for presentations at board meetings. And so the cockroach had to buy a computer and a laser printer. And he had to recruit more help. So the cockroach recruited a fly to manage the IT department. Now it has this new IT department. The ant, who'd been once so productive and relaxed, began to hate this new mountain of paperwork and the meetings which used up most of her time. The lion came to the conclusion that it was high time to hire a person in charge of the department where the ant worked. The position was to be given to the beetle. The beetle, whose first decision was to buy a carpet and an ergonomic chair for his office. The beetle also needed a computer and a personal assistant who he brought in from his previous department to help him prepare and, and all of the huge amount of work and, and the budgets and so on and to control strategic optimizational plans. The department now where the ant had worked became a sad place. It was no longer the happy place and productive place. It became very sad. Nobody laughed anymore. Everybody became upset. It was at that time that the beetle went to his boss, the lion, and convinced him to start a climatic study of the environment within the office. Having reviewed the charges of running the ant's department, the lion found out that the production now was much less than it was before. So, concerned about this, the lion went and recruited an owl, a wise old owl, a prestigious and renowned consultant, to carry out an audit and to make certain suggestions for solutions. The owl spent three months in the department and came out with an enormous report in several volumes that concluded this department is overstaffed. And so the lion sat down and had a hard decision to make. He had to let people go. Who do you suppose the lion fired first? It was the ant. The ant, of course, because Here's why, in his report, she showed lack of motivation and had a negative attitude. What am I saying in this story? Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. 
you can ruin a good thing with all of your so-called constructive criticism. Please, the devil is trying to discourage mom. Don't make her job any worse. She doesn't have the easiest job in the world. I'm telling you today, the devil is trying to discourage mothers. Absolutely, absolutely, as I stand here before you. She has an impossible looking task in front of her. She seems to have no help for her problems. She feels all alone so often throughout the day and the week and the month. And she gets discouraging words from the people around her. And then finally, and of course it makes sense, after all of this, one more tactic, one more trick the devil uses to discourage mom is physical exhaustion. Physical exhaustion. And this only makes sense, doesn't it? After all of this, after all what mom is up against, it's no wonder she feels exhausted. She feels overtired, run down. Listen, I'm a believer. When When it comes to moms staying in the home, I think that's first choice. And I'm a believer in that sort of thing. And let dad go off to work. But it doesn't always happen that way, does it? It seems that as the cost of living keeps rising higher and higher and higher, many mothers find themselves needing to go to work outside the home in order to help pay for family basics. And then, listen to this, when work is over, then they put in a second shift at home. They come back home and they work hard until everyone's gone to bed. Since 1880, the number of mothers working outside the home has constantly been on the rise. According to Statistics Canada, a recent poll done by Statistics Canada, the employment rate of women with children has generally been increasing over the past three decades. 72.9% of women with children under 16 years of age living at home were part of the employed workforce. There you have it. Even the government recognizes we've got more and more and more moms with children under 16 years of age and they're out of the home. They're having to work. And listen, I know the cost of of basic living expenses is going up. So what are we to do? I'm not sure other than cry out to God. Child raising includes all the physical, all the mental, all the emotional, all the spiritual needs of the child. And that's almost a full-time job right there, isn't it? And what happens when the second child comes on? Hmm? She's got one child now. What happens when child number two comes? I'll tell you what happens. The workload triples. I don't know how the math of that, of that works, but it triples. I've seen it myself. It triples. There's just so many hours that even the best of moms can put in before they become exhausted. And that's why we need to make sure we don't overdo it. We need to make sure that mom gets some time to herself. Yeah. Listen, mom, if you like taking bubble baths, How does the sound of a nice bubble bath sound? 
maybe get one of those bath bombs, right? You get them from the dollar store now. You can get them pretty cheap. Throw that in the bathtub, get it to your right temperature, let it bubble all up, sit back in there, huh? Without a, a distraction. Dad's looking after all of the kids and the phone calls and the dog and the people at the front door. He's looking after all that. You just get back in the tub and get a little bit of me time in there, huh? Boy, that sounds good, doesn't it? Oh, ho, happy Mother's Day. Listen, physical exhaustion is definitely a trick of the devil, and he's using it against so many moms. Listen, husband, children, is the devil trying to get mom physically exhausted? You need to protect her. You need to guard against that. Listen, we need to come to a conclusion of the matter. It's kind of an impossible task being a mother. As I mentioned to you before, I, I, I would fail. I, I, I'm not cut out to be a mother. I couldn't do it. I thank God for my dear wife. And she's been a mother all these many, many decades. Many, many years. Only a few decades. Let me get that right. Otherwise, I'll get in trouble. She's an amazing woman. She's got energy when I thought she didn't. But still, she's not invincible. And I need to take care of her and care for her. Every mom needs to be taken care of. Every mom needs a support staff. And just as God has given us mom, God has given us to mom, we will be her support staff. How about that? Sound good? All in favor, raise your right hand. Yeah. By faith. I saw a lot of hands go up. I saw a few hands that didn't go up too, by the way. I'm not going to talk about those. <laughs> let's pledge. Let's make a pledge in our hearts today to encourage our mothers. There was a, an, an unknown author, knowing all of what I've just shared with you, an unknown author seemed to know this and wrote a poem about mothers. Listen. He wrote, she has the best heart. Her heart is open wide for her children. She's always there for her children and would give up everything for them. Her love, her money, her possessions, and even her life. She is soft. Her hugs are the best. She knows how to comfort when a child is hurting or just needs reassurance. Yet, she can be hard, disciplining with a firm hand when children are out of line. She is an angel when children are sick, nursing them back to health with her love, concern, and a bit of medicine. She is her child's best friend when, and being the first to believe in them and encourage them to achieve their dreams. She is their advocate, defending them when they are in the wrong. She makes the best food. There is no better tasting food than moms. She is an angel. An advocate. A nurse. A banker. A teacher. A chef. A doctor. And a best friend. She is everything sweet and good. She is a mother. My mother. My sister. My best friend. She is mum. And I wish her the best always. And I pledge to love her to my dying day. I pray that God will give her a long life. I pray God's favor on her life and his blessings abounding in her life thank god for mom do you realize 
What a blessing you have to have your mom. Let's bow for prayer.